What's up, everybody? It's been a while, but welcome back to Western Civ from the Abyss, the podcast that's trying to keep Western history alive. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, it's the summertime. We're getting out of, uh, you know, some recent uh, vacation time. We're getting ready to get into some more vacation time throughout the summer. So it made me think, what did the Romans do for vacation? What did their vacations look like? Did they have the same sense of vacation like we did? So, that's what I wanted to get into. What did a Roman vacation look like back in the day? But first, I want to thank our parent com- our uh, parent podcast, Tales from the Abyss, for giving us this opportunity to have our uh, little history session here today. So, thank you all very much. Uh, remember to follow up throughout the week as there's going to be new content dropped, uh, I think, pretty much daily at this point. So keep tuned in, and so you can stay up to date with everything that's being dropped. But yeah, so let's get into some Roman holidays. What would it have looked like? Well, they didn't have the same sense of, air quote, time off that we have, because they wouldn't have had, like, you know, a five-day work week. You didn't have, like, you know, Sundays off. You didn't have, you know, things like that, vacation set times. So in that sense, no. We're going to be talking really about a tale of uh, tale of two cities here. Ones who have money, ones who don't have money. And what would you have looked forward to in both cases? So, in, like in most societies, the majority of the people were not in the 1%. So, what did vacation look like for your average Roman? Well, let's just talk about your average guy, no one, your average uh, pleb, you know, like most of us would be, you probably weren't going to leave um, too far from the big city you were at, if, depending on how poor you are really ever, if you were part of like, what would be like air quote again, a middle class, like merchant class, then you could, you know, probably afford to save up just like you would nowadays and take some time off if you have, you know, um, your fares in order, maybe you're running a shop and you have an assistant who can take care of your shop and you've made enough money. Maybe you can take your family out to, you know, see something that maybe wouldn't be too far. Cause here, here's another thing you got to consider when we talk about vacations back in ancient times is the mode of travel was either by horseback, by boat, or by using your own two feet. So the most... The, the quickest way to travel, obviously, is by boat, but we are talking, you know, a long time ago. We're, we're talking about 2,000 years ago, so that also was not the safest mode of travel. Uh, boats frequently sunk in the Mediterranean all the time. So, uh, wasn't necessarily the safest, uh, and, of course, traveling by horse would take an extremely long time. Traveling by foot would take even longer. So... It wasn't like you could catch a plane and do an extended weekend trip somewhere. But, you know, so for that matter, you know, if you had, if you were able to like own a house, if you were to own like, you know, a shop or you had like some kind of merchant business, then yeah, you could theoretically save up money, make plans for an extended vacation and maybe take your family to go see uh, some of the more popular what would be tourist sites, we'll say. Because, I mean, look, people back then were the same way they are now. 
they wanted to be entertained. They wanted to go see the places that they read about. I mean, these weren't ignorant people who had no clue what happened. They had history classes the same as we have. So there was people who wanted to go see the pyramids. You know, they knew about Egypt. They wanted to see the Sphinx. They wanted to see maybe the library at Alexandria or the city of Alexandria founded by Alexander the Great himself. You know, or maybe they wanted to go see Galgamela. You know, the famous battle of Galgamela where Alexander defeated the Persians. You know, they, they, they want to go see that stuff. They want to go see the fabled city of Troy. Uh that they had read about, you know, particularly if you were Greek or had a hankering for Greek culture, you would really want to go see some of these, you know, magnificent things that they had over in Greece, like the Colossus of Rhodes. Uh, you had things like, um, you know, the Temple of Artemis. So there was these wonders that would have been part of their empire who they, that they would have known. So, I mean, yeah, you, you would maybe, you had a merchant dad who came back from Rhodes and being like, I saw the Colossus, it's unbelievable. I want to take us there the next time, you know, my business takes us there or whatever, you know. So that's something you could expect if you were lucky enough to say, like, have a merchant family. You may, on a relatively successful scale, maybe you were able to, you and your family were able to catch a ride with your dad or something on a business trip. But for the usual pleb, that wasn't going to happen. If, you know, your, your typical worker was going to be poor and unable to save up money capable of going on an extended trip to Egypt. It's just not going to happen. So we're going to stay in the area of Italy. I know the Roman Empire extended all around, but uh, we're going to look at what were your options if you were in the city of Rome. So uh, <clears throat> back to the commoners. You wouldn't have had a vacation, but you could have looked forward to certain uh, events, special events that would happen. Festivals were common throughout the Roman Empire, particularly in you know, religious festivals. Uh, you saw that they were very uh, religious people. Depending on the emperor, you'd have different levels of uh, um, devotion. Um, but in general, the Romans had a lot of a lot of uh, religious festivals. These festivals would include a lot of uh, dancing, drinking, a lot of fun. Most of the times, one of the one of the, one of the uh, bigger ones was Saturnella, that went on from December seventeenth to the twenty fourth. I want to say twenty fifth, maybe seventeenth uh, to the twenty third. Okay, yes, yeah, the twenty third. Yes, yeah, so Saturnella would go on from the seventeenth to the twenty third. Obviously, was dedicated to the Roman god Saturn. And basically what it was, if anyone has seen um, Mardi Gras, where you kind of have, like, a city temporarily shut down for a few days. Like, you know, not, like, and, and you'd have, like, you know, I guess if you had a cool boss, like, most places would have, like, you know, it'd, it'd be closed because, one, if you've ever seen Mardi Gras, there's so many people poured around, you can't drive around or get anywhere anyway. It was like a block party, but citywide. So... You know, it's going to be kind of chaotic. You're not going to be able to get a lot done. It's not going to be very efficient. So a lot of times it's just for these couple of days, you just kind of get a shutdown unless, of course, you know, you're a necessary you know, business. Nothing, not too different than what you actually see in New Orleans now during Mardi Gras. Most places just will shut down. Places that are going to make money due to everybody being around, like, you know, um, your your food, your supplies, like, they're going to stay open, obviously. Um, they're going to probably order extra stock knowing that 
Saturnella is going to be coming. So uh, now that that leads to the problem of uh, the Roman calendar and whether or not that was kept upright, which it rarely was. But we can get into that, how much time you had to prep for Saturnella. Like, it could be August, and you have no clue what, what, what the hell time it is. You're like, oh, shit, should I, should I just be getting ready to stock? I don't know. It's not cold yet. So, but that's a whole other story for another time, the Roman calendar, but and uh, how efficiently they kept it. But, uh, but yes, I mean, that, that was something you could look forward to, you know, uh, that was something particularly Saturnella where the rules of Roman society, um, this was particularly big during the classical Roman Republic where the, uh, social norms were flipped upside down gambling, which was traditionally not allowed during the Roman Republic, uh, was, was legal, was, was legal during this time, um, a, a lot of privileges were awarded to, to slaves during this time where they actually had a chance to have a little enjoy some time off, some less work. They were expected uh, to not work as hard in some instances, even uh, be treated in a much higher station than they normally would. And even some uh, some jokes or even like like sometimes they, they would even be allowed to join the table or even uh, them be like, like, like have the owners play like they were their servants for a little bit, have a little... Um, what's it called, like job switch, so it was a time for like a lot of fun, a lot of, and they, and they would drink heavily, there'd be a lot of feasting, no doubt you would, because it went on for multiple days, you'd probably get together for the days leading up to this, and decide whose house you're going to party at on what night, you know, who's going to host night one, night two, night three, uh, you know, who's, what's going to be cooking. So like, you, you probably have all kinds of stuff like, and, and you can even imagine what I it probably, and this is, what's funny is that I can guarantee you it's no different than potlucks and stuff that we have now. Um, I'm personally from new Orleans. So when I go do potlucks, uh, actually Jay from our podcast, from another podcast can, can tell you, cause we've worked together that when we do potlucks at work or, uh, barbecues or something i bring something cajun related because i'm from new orleans i'm from louisiana it's my flair it's my thing um and more importantly i know how to make it correctly so you would have had that same thing in rome you might have had someone from uh you know egypt or you might have had someone from greece from germany i mean you had you had people from all around the empire who would have brought their own flair their own taste their own way of cooking no like i said like like we have now so it, it could have been something where you had uh maybe a buddy a friend of the family who was from you know uh shit i don't know well to say anatolia or something and they made you know some special persian you know old persian dish um, and so one night you had like a Persian food night or something, you know, so th- there you go. That could be one. Then the next night you had like a, a Germanic style meal, if you could get deer, I guess. But, um, but yes, yeah, so you could do stuff like that, you know, right off the rip, you can think of like that, but it'd been a lot of wine drinking. Uh, it was a big public festival. Um, uh, like I said, you do, you even had gift giving. So it's almost like an, it's almost like Christmas with the whole gift giving and, decorations because people would throw up like you know i don't know if i i, I don't want to say if there was anything like themed of course it was to saturn but um you know you would have decorated i'm sure with whatever they would have had available to them flowers being very common 
um, type of decoration streamers, things like that. So you would, you'd have had decorations, people wearing funny stuff. Maybe they would have had even special, and I no doubt you'd have had your special wear, uh, maybe your, your party tunic, or if you were, you know, one of the commons, you know, maybe you saved your, your really good, you know, clothes for, for Saturnilla or something, or maybe the vice versa, because of how much you're partying, you destroy them, you know, you don't want to wear your nice clothes. But that was something you could look forward to if you were of just a lower class. You, you were not able to go somewhere, but there were a, a significant amount of festivals. <clears throat> Saturnella being one of the bigger ones. So and that's something you could look forward to, the big religious festivals. Uh, some being bigger than others. Of course, if you were during a time of military victory, if you were lucky enough to be around during these specific times. Because like another thing, the public, you know, you were... If you were at the right place at the right time, a lot of the times, big events were just randomly thrown. Like, if you happened to be around during the time of Titus when he opened the uh, Colosseum, well, then you would have uh, been at a crazy party, you know? It, it, it would have been an awesome party. You'd be able to go to the grand opening of the Colosseum. Uh, where, where the games were going on, you know, you've never seen anything like this before. You've never even seen anything like the Coliseum before, let alone, you know, the amazing matches that were going on and what, what they were able to bring in and do. Um, or maybe if you were out for a triumph, you know, uh, one of the famous Roman Republic triumphs, uh, that was probably unbelievable. So, you know, there were these times where, or, or maybe you were at that famous gladiator fight where the two gladiators literally fought for so long and for so hard that by the end of it, neither one of them can move and they had fallen over and just complete exhaustion and both of them raising their hand basically in surrender, being like, we can't fight anymore. Um, <clears throat> and the emperor was so moved by the the fight that he freed both of them. You know, that, that amazing story. So maybe you were lucky enough to be at one of those events, but for the most part, you're going to be kind of circling your calendar around your religious festival days. Now, if you had money, of course, this is all different, and we're going to get into more of now what looks like vacations nowadays. So if you were part of the upper class, part of the nobility, you, you had the funds, you had the means to to go on vacation okay so let's let's get into what now what an actual vacations might have looked like okay popular spots like we mentioned before would have been egypt you know for the historians there who wanted to see the pyramids or who wanted to see the acropolis in athens you know like we do today who wanted to go or maybe see the olympics in olympia um that was another popular thing that would that was a tourist attraction outside of the, the peninsula of, of Italy, which we'll, we'll get into what was available in the peninsula here shortly. But outside the peninsula, you know, big things to go see, like I said, were Greek history, because the Romans were would have been obsessed with anything Homer, or, you know, the military. If you were a boy, you would have loved anything with, you know, Alexander the Great or the Iliad or, the, you know, the Odyssey or... You know, the stories of Greece and, you know, the, 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 the Peloponnesian Wars and Sparta and Athens and all that famous stuff that, that, like, like, that we like, they knew even better because they had more information available to us. So their teachers, their, you know, historians on the corner who was, you know, giving out history lessons to what had happened throened ancient Greece, like they, they, they probably knew more. So, um, 
so so they wanted to go see the battles like we were talking about but also another popular place to go were places within italy pompeii was a very popular destination spot because it sat on the bay of naples which the whole area of the bay of naples was like um one big like vacation spot like a big vacation spot back in the day and kind of known for its uh uh, like a, like a Sin City, you know, type of lifestyle around, around the Bay, uh, uh, Pompeii alone had 30 brothels, and, and were well known for being a brothel city, uh, you see, you have some other areas around, Herculaneum was another one, both those cities destroyed by the eruption of Vesuvius, uh, later on in the 70s AD, but, uh, but for the most of the time, this would have been a very popular destination spot, you'd have been right there on the water, been very pretty, um, in fact, if anyone's ever been to Pompeii, um, you know, it, it's mainly a somber scene, but, uh, you'll see at the docks where you can still see bodies there who were, um, you know, waiting to get picked up. But what's interesting is, is it, it just land all around it now. It, it kind of looks like these, these docks just hanging out at like the edge of, uh, like a meadow, like a grass meadow. And it's like, oh, that's, that's only there because this is post-Vesuvius. Like, before this, there was there, there was water there. And that, that's kind of, that puts in perspective how much uh, earth actually came down um, when you think, like, holy shit, like, this used to be on the water. Now the water is, like, way over there. So, <clears throat> rabbit holing, but... Point being, it was a very beautiful destination spot, really pretty, it was on the water. Uh, that was really popular. Um, I think we've, you know, we've touched on before the particularly bad smells of towns in the Middle Ages, or in the Middle Ages and ancient times, particularly Rome, you knew you were going the right way because you could smell it and, you know, the worse the stench got, the closer you were getting. So you can imagine um, after a while of being in that, you want to go somewhere where there's fresh air. So, a lot of times your destinations were going to be somewhere closer to the water, somewhere where you could get some of that fresh air in your nostrils, get away from the bad smell of the city, the cluster, the noise. And so, you really, it would, it would depend, you know, of course, it depends on what you like. There's there was people who liked mountains more than they liked uh, the beach. I personally like mountains more than I like the beach because I don't like sunburns and sand. So... I'd much rather go hang out in the mountains somewhere. Maybe go hang out on a lake where there's not like a shark that can bite me. And maybe I'll just get a little reading done, you know? So, uh, so I like that. So, you know, I can conceive that there was probably people back then who would have rather gone to a mountain. So maybe they wanted to go somewhere in the mountains in Greece or uh, depending on the time. Because uh, you really wouldn't want to go up into... Uh, Northern Italy and early Republic, you know, you're probably not going to come back. So, uh, it depends on the time, you know, you could go to Northern Italy and go to the Cisalpine area, but, you know, if you want to do the historical thing, you could track up to Macedonia, pretty hilly, you go see the, you know, the, the homeland of Alexander the Great and Philip of Macedon and all that. Um, so, you know, you had options like that, but... You know, like I said, Naples, uh, really kind of that whole area was a very popular destination spot. The Capri Islands was very beautiful. I was actually uh, lucky enough to see that as well. Um, beautiful water. But uh, Tiberius, actually, Emperor himself built a hideaway up into the, uh, in the, in the mountains around Capri and the islands there. 
where he spent the majority of his time. In fact, he, I, he, when he pretty much moved there, he didn't come back to the city of Rome. It was safer anyway because, you know, uh, it's much harder to get to him with his own little fortified fortress island. Uh, for some of the unfortunate people there, particularly children, it was more like a prison like Alcatraz because Tiberius was rumored to be kind of a weird guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I won't get into too much of that weird stuff on this one because we're going to talk about vacations, not weird shit. So uh, we're going to keep it happy. But, but yeah, so, I mean, of course, if you had money, much more the empire was available to you. Uh if you were someone who was educated, which, of course, if you came from money, you probably were, you wanted to go see the empire, then you could do that. Hadrian was was famed um, emperor who went all around the empire. He barely ever spent any time in Rome because he was traveling all around, seeing what all was there, meeting the different people, letting the face of Rome be seen. So... Uh, you know, there were a lot of people who wanted to go around. There were a lot of people who did go around traveling, um, uh, historians, traveling artists, people, uh, uh, poem, you know, uh, all the arts would, would travel around. So you had that, you had backpackers, you had freelance people who would just, you know, would, would be citizens of the world, man, and just travel around. But then you also did have the more organized, uh, vacations, but of course that was going to come from uh, with wealth, uh, the, the wealth wasn't, you know, as distributed as it is now. Uh, so really in the sense of what we know as vacations, you really would have had to have been part of the noble class to participate in something like that. And also, again, they wouldn't have had the same view as vacation as we do just because their days weren't divided up like ours were with like a five hour work, you know, a five day work week, eight hours a day, da, 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 da you know, scheduled PTO and all that. Um, they wouldn't have had that. And plus, like we said, because of transportation, when you went on a quote-unquote vacation back then, you were committing to probably weeks' worth of travel or you're going to be gone for weeks. Like, this wasn't going to be a short thing. If you were going to go see the Empire or say, like, you were sending your kids to go, you know, to go on an educational tour of the Empire with their tutor, they might be gone for a year or more. So, uh, that was the main thing when it came to, uh, when it, when it came to vacation is that because you could not get anywhere quickly, um, or at least what we would consider quick, like an extended, like wherever, if you wanted to have an extended weekend, well then like you have to be able to get there in horseback in only a few hours. So you were really kind of limited. You were mainly going to be limited to where you lived around. So if you were someone who wanted to go see more, you might want to join the legions if you're a boy. Uh, you know, maybe uh, strike it out on your own, move to a different part of the empire where it's more like you want. Because like that, that would be something that you could do. Um, really, if you were coming from the little lower classes, later on joining the military might be your best bet to see the empire and actually have a little money afterwards. But not an easy life in the Roman military. Uh, so if you could scratch out a life or maybe move somewhere, move to the right town that's on the frontier and open up a right shop and get something going, then, you know, you could end up uh, maybe having a little vacations for your family one day. Um, but, but for the most part, you know, you always could rely and look forward to Saturnella and your different religious festivals that would come around. And maybe if you're lucky enough, You'll make it to one of the historic events in the uh, Colosseum or uh, 
maybe later on at one of the great chariot races and maybe uh, you were around to see, you know, Gaius Apuleius, uh, Diocles, the greatest charioteer of all time. And I, th- he's, I, he, I think he's the richest athlete of all time. I just don't know if it's confirmed or not, but I'm pretty sure he's the richest athlete of all time. Um, so, yeah, maybe you, maybe you got lucky enough to go to one of those events or a triumph or one of those. Because uh, another thing they would do was uh, bring in, you know, every now and then you'd get these rich uh, senators or, you know, some rich person. And this was more popular during the uh, Republic than it came later on during the Empire where you'd have these guys who would spend money on the public, you know, because obviously you don't need the public as much when you're an Empire because you have absolute control. But if you were someone who was relying on public support, you know, to, to, to keep your senatorial spot or your support, then, you know, you, you have to give back to the community some way. So it was popular throughout the Roman Republic for, for rich, powerful men to build things, uh, beautiful buildings for the, for the public. And then, you know, dedicating to themselves, of course, everyone knows who did it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then I was popular. So, uh, completely forgot where I was going with that, but long story short, uh, used to be able to get, if you had money, time hasn't changed, it's tale as old as time, if you had money, you could do more, more of it was available to you, uh, if you had less money, you had to stick with what, what you got, so, but yeah, so that was a little look into what the uh, Romans might have looked at for uh, for their for their holiday needs. You know, you would have had some barbecues. I'm telling you, I don't think it would have looked too different than what we're seeing now. Uh, you, you would have seen barbecues. You'd have seen all kinds of food. You'd have seen spreads. You'd have seen all kinds of fruits, figs, fish. I mean, you'd have seen different cultural ways of cooking things. You probably would see people pulling out different kinds of drinks, uh, different ways of, you know, putting uh, maybe a a fig drink that someone from uh, Egypt has never seen. And and then they make something that, you know, that's not typical for the Romans because they saved a certain spice for this event or something. So I think you would see a lot of stuff like that. Again, that's going to be if you had money because again if you know the the plebs of the plebs aren't going to have anything i mean you're going to have the grain dole that's given out um which was ancient welfare um which could completely bite you in the ass because i mean god like like we had mentioned with the uh uh the shipping and and you know taking your vacations on boat not always being the safest well and it's not and boats went down all the time, including grain boats. So whew, if you were an emperor and your grain boats went down, you couldn't give people their free food. Uh, it was bad news for you. So like I said, wow, it's funny how nothing changes, huh? But uh, but yeah, so that, that was our uh, jump into what was a Roman vacation. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, definitely look up some of these Roman holidays. They're actually pretty cool. Saturnella has, it falls on uh, December 17th through the 23rd. I did confirm that. Um, so I always used because my sister was actually born on the 18th. So I I, always, I I knew it was during that time. So I always thought it would be cool if one day we threw on a Saturnella Farley. So we're going to have to we're gonna have to do that. Uh, that would be tight. But, yeah, so – Maybe maybe not dedicated to Saturn because I am indeed uh, Roman Catholic and, uh, you know, that would not be good for me. So, 
what we'll do is a, uh, a, a history side of Nellor Park. There we go. It's simply just to observe history. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, look, look these up. They're fun. Um, you know, it's some of the, like, like, I don't know. That's the, that's been a thing that's been going on for 2000 years. Might be a little fun, uh, to incorporate into your, uh, to your time, you know, to your day. So, uh, so yeah, look it up, see what can be fun for you and the family. Maybe you have a girlfriend, a mom, a sister or something, or brother who has a birthday who falls during one of these cool times and you can throw them a, you know, special theme party or, uh, have a special Saturnilla dinner for them or something and look up, you know, what was popular. I don't know. I know figs were really popular, fish and uh, stuff like that, but you can do all kinds of fun stuff. So look it up. Uh, if you ever get a chance to get over to Italy, uh, definitely put Pompeii at the top of your list. I, if you are traveling to Italy, any, any Italy, anytime soon, uh, please take a day with, if, if, if you already have a schedule, then clear one because it will not take long. I, I looked it up. It takes less than, I think only about a few hours by train, uh, from Termini. If you, if you're staying in Rome, go to Termini, get on a train, go down to, go down to Naples, go to Pompeii. You can find places. There's hotels literally right outside of the gates. Um, and, and spend a day there. I mean, it, cause you're going to get to see, you're going to see so much Roman stuff in Italy, especially in, in, in Rome. You're going to see so much Roman stuff. But Pompeii is where you can actually see what a Roman city looked like. And like instead of just having the individual stuff, you actually can see like, well, what did the city look like? And you can actually see it. Like some of the buildings are still like two or three stories. It's, it's pretty wild. You actually get a ground level view. Um, and, what's, and what's really cool is when you're standing in the um, – you know, when, when, when you're walking through and you're standing through the buildings, through the ruins, you can see Vesuvius lurking. So it's like while you're walking, you know, through the busted buildings and, and, and all that, the whole time, you know, there's Vesuvius lurking in the background. And it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's really, it's in, it's in. I don't. I hate to say that it's a cool experience because you know, so many, you know, there's that human life. I mean, even though it was a long time ago, people died. It was a horrible death. It's scary. That's another thing. If you really sit there and think about it while you're there, you, you, there's some houses you can go into. You know, and it's very popular for Roman houses to have um, a, a hole in the ceiling where they would typically have uh, plants uh, growing beneath them. A very pretty little scene to walk into in your house. Or a lot of times, that was going to be a corridor room for. Uh, maybe you had your bedrooms around there. It was in the back of the house. Uh, but you can see, you know, you, you could be standing in that area and that's, you, you can see the hole in the roof. You can see the concrete, uh, little rectangle. Like clearly this is where they would have had their garden and you can just see ash pouring in. I don't know. At least I can. And I know we had talked about it with plenty of the younger and him writing that firsthand account. If you're going, please go bring a copy of that book. You can get it on Amazon for 10 bucks. And read his account of the eruption uh, while you're there. It'll blow your mind. But, but yeah, uh, so very cool. Put, put Pompeii on your list. You, not only will you get to go see an amazing Roman uh, site, but you'll also get to go vacation somewhere where the Romans vacation. So 
uh, kind of a cool thing, you know, you, you, so you went on a very Roman vacation, so, but yeah, so it was good talking to y'all, hope you enjoyed it, hope y'all continue to look it up, look forward to talking to y'all again, and uh, thank you for helping me keep, keep history alive.